Welcome back to Crime City, Colorado. I'm Cammie. I'm Kylie. I'm Mommy. I'm the daughter. So last week we couldn't have one because I was sicker than a dog. This week Kylie is under the weather, but she's she's going to tough it. Tough it out. So I'm not a pussy. And your mother will make you. I'm not a pussy. You're a pussy. You missed. I didn't. You missed the week before. My kid was peeing blood. That's a little bit. different. <laughs> so, yeah, I stayed in bed that whole Thursday and I was... I was able to get out of bed like midday Friday, finally. But now your sister did a pretty good job being you during the last episode. Mm. <laughs> but you can tell you two are related. Neither one of you can sit there and not finger fuck the shit out of things that are in your this? yes. Oh yes. yeah, this thing's amazing. I have an old mixer that I'm kind of going back and forth on what to do with, and those two just sit there and play with it. See, both of them. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to hide it. Um, They'll start playing with the buttons, and then as an afterthought, um, we'll ask what this cool contraption is. It's like, okay. I never done Thankfully, it's not a bomb because we'd all be dead as you two start playing around with it. I know what it is. Think to ask much, much later. I know what it is. (laughs) And Adriana did do really well at getting a dumb criminal, too. That's cool. Although I did have to laugh because she doesn't have a laptop. So she had all her information written down on a piece of paper, like it was nineteen eighty one. Oh my god! Yeah, in pencil. Yep. I died. She did good. I'm not sure why you're destroying evidence. Is that how you feel? It's trash. <laughs> wow. So, Kylie, do you have anything to share this week? I'm sorry? Was that English? No! Do not yell at me. I will come across this table and strangle you. All right. Well, then let's get into this week's fun-filled adventure. Pamela Jean Ind, spelled I-N-D, shitty last name, was a bit of a mess early on. She was married to Chuck. I know a couple of Chucks. Chuck. Well, his real name is Charles, but they call him Chuck. I know a couple of Charles that, are called, that we call Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, actually, I work with them. Ah. She's really I wasn't. One's like 20, one's like maybe 80. I can honestly say I don't know anybody in under the age of 40 named Chuck. I should say he's like 30. Yeah. Hmm, weird. Um, his big dream was to be a professional golfer. Okay. <laughs> Me. My dream too. Their marriage was already on the rocks when their second son was born, Jacob. Pam divorced good old Chuck before Jacob's first birthday. Three years later, in a bar in downtown San Jose. Where is San Jose, Kylie? New Mexico. Uh, California. California. <laughs> Pam met a smooth-talking older man named Kermode Jordan. I was like, what kind of fucking name is that? When they met, Pam, who was 30 years old at the time, was engaged to someone else. But when she met good old Kermode, who is 46 years old, and seemingly rich as hell, things can change really quickly. Now, like I said, she thinks he's rich as hell, when in reality, Kermode was a bullshit artist, an alcoholic, with four failed marriages behind him, two of them being quite violent. He sounds amazing. He had a spotty employment history and an insufferable printing sense of self-importance. It is also believed he was a pederast whose true reason for marrying Pam was the allure of having two little boys, especially four-year-old Jacob. 
So now they have a nice little family of four. Pam, Kermode, Charles Jr., and Jacob. But it was not like a happy little TV sitcom family. Pam and Kermode uh, would both punch and slap Jacob, and he would occasionally be beaten with the belt. He was often told he was worthless. He was called a faggot and a motherfucker. And every aspect of Jacob's daily routine, from his meals to his hygiene, and his extensive chore list, and whether he was allowed to decorate his room, was strictly controlled by his control freak parents. Now, I'm going to give a massive trigger warning here for sexual abuse, if you need to skip the next 15 seconds. While Kermode was out of work and at home alone with the boys, he would give them long baths. During the baths, he would fondle them masturbate against them, and then eventually would sodomize them. He would tie them to the toilet and assault them. He would tell them that he would break their necks if they told anybody. And that's not even the worst part. From the age of 6 until the age of 12, Jacob was forced to perform oral sex on his mother as well. (laughs) Kylie's face right now. I would rather slit my throat. Yeah. Like, break my own neck. Thank you. Be like, break it. I'd be like, mm, can I choose the second option? Option Thanks. B, right now. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> uh, in 1987, the family moved to Woodland Park, Colorado, which is close to Colorado Springs. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> she hates Colorado Springs, as you all know. Kermode's job had transferred him out to the Colorado Springs office, and things for Jacob got worse after the move. Uh, his brother, Charles, moved out, causing all the abuse to be directed at Jacob now. Now, uh, excuse me, Pam's mom had even mentioned later on that Kermode would take Jacob when he was younger, sit him on his lap, and stroke him all over. Kermode would appear to get so sexually stimulated that he would have to excuse himself. Well, that is disturbing. But you you didn't ever call the authorities? A friend of Pam said she would pay an unusual amount of attention to her own kids' genitals, even when they were infants, seeming to fondle them while she was cleaning them. Again, you didn't seem to want to tell anybody? The same friend had a son who eventually came forward and stated that when he was a child, Pam had groped him in the bathroom. Yeah, this family sounds amazing. Jacob had told the teacher about some of the things going on at home, hoping she would report it as teachers are mandatory reporters. The teacher never did. Charles and Jacob both went to a counselor at school and told him about what was happening. Again, nothing was done. The counselor would later say that the boys only discussed verbal and emotional abuse, nothing physical. Well, even if that were the case, you still have to report it. Those allegations are not for you to decide if they warrant an investigation. Not that CPS has an amazing record of doing the right thing, but still. December 17th, 1992, Kylie was not even born yet, 15-year-old Jacob had taken quite a bit of cold medicine and had gone to bed. He was awoken by gunshots and screaming. He ran into his parents' room and saw his mother in bed covered in blood and his stepfather also covered in blood. He was fighting with somebody who was holding a hunting knife. Jacob grabbed bear spray and ran into the bathroom where he knew his dad kept his 357 handgun. He went back into the bedroom and sprayed the bear spray at his mother and stepfather and then shot them in the head, ending the assault. He looked at the person they'd been fighting with and yelled, I didn't want to be involved. You fucked up. 
The dude left and Jacob jumped in the shower to get ready for school and got on the bus. He met with a school counselor who asked if everything at home was okay. And he's like, that was great. Just Andy. He then went and told some friends about killing his parents and how he'd been planning it for a while now. He had then planned to commit suicide, but he was called to the principal's office before he could. The friends had told, uh, he told about killing his parents had told the principal, who obviously called the cops. The police were waiting for Jacob in the principal's office, and he was quickly put into those pretty little handcuffs. Jacob uh, admitted to everything. He said he had promised to pay another student, Gabriel Adams, $2,000 that Jacob didn't even have to assassinate his parents. Gabriel, Gabriel was a self-styled martial arts expert. Gabriel had crept into the house like a ninja and shot Kermode twice in the head with a twenty-two pistol, which woke him up. Also woke Pam up. He then shot Pam in the head twice and then shot Kermode two more times. He's now at a, out of ammo and they're still not dead. And now they're struggling over the empty gun. Gabriel grabbed his hunting knife and this is when Jacob came in the room. But this is how detached Jacob was. He's sitting in the police department. He's being investigated for first degree murder. He's freaking out because he has to get in touch with his brother like right now. He has a small amount of weed in his bedroom and he doesn't want to get in trouble for it. I'm like, dude, that is truly the least of your fucking worries right now. I bet you $100, don't make that (laughs) $2,000, no one's going to give a shit about your weed stash. Uh, Gabriel was also arrested. They're both being charged with two counts of first-degree murder and they're both juvies but they're going to be charged as adults. Now, this is before the Supreme Court determined that life without parole was cruel and unusual punishment for juvenile offenders. So these boys are looking at life without parole. I do not know what the hell Gabriel was thinking. How the hell is $2,000 worth going to prison for the rest of your life for killing two people? Then again, this kid definitely had mental health issues. He preferred to be called Major. And he believed he was a reincarnated Vietnam War vet. He's awesome. He even claimed he could levitate ninja style. But he was tried and was found guilty and sent to the Arkansas Valley Correctional Facility. Gabriel attempted suicide several times before he was sent to San Carlos, where he could receive more treatment for his mental health uh, issues. This is where they house inmates with more intense mental health issues. On March 9th, 2014, he was found deceased in his cell after hanging himself. Bang up job, guys. Jacob pled not guilty and went to trial. Uh, His court-appointed attorneys decided not to put him on the stand as Jacob's demeanor was really flat. Now, this is pretty common in victims of sexual abuse. The defense did not want this to come across to the jury that he was uncaring or had no remorse. Jacob himself said he cannot cry. Growing up, anytime he would cry or show any weakness, he would get beat. So he just, he cannot cry. The defense team was going for self-defense. This is a stretch because self-defense is when somebody is in fear from imminent danger for their life, typically. Jacob was sleeping when the attack started, so he was in no danger from these people. He could have gotten out of the situation, but instead chose to kill them. He chose the wrong people to confide in, and they never got him any help, but he never went to the police himself, not even once. His brother did testify and told the jury how him and Jacob were both physically and sexually abused, He provided graphic accounts of Kermode and how he would rape them during their long bath sessions. And that just fucking grosses me out. The first trial ended in a mistrial. 
the second one was given to the jury. It took them a few days to come back with a verdict of guilty on two counts of first-degree murder. He was sentenced to two consecutive life terms with no parole, making him the youngest person in the Colorado Department of Corrections doing life without parole. At his sentencing, Jacob spoke out for the first time. He was complaining that the justice system wasn't designed to get at the truth and said, the system sucks big, fat, sweaty toe. Like, that sounds like something Kylie would say. A lot of the jurors were upset when they found out that a conviction of first degree to murder was an automatic life without parole sentence. About half of them believed that he would be going to a youth center, and then they learned he was going to Supermax. They were all heartbroken for this kid. Yeah, he's 15. Jacob disappeared into the correction system after that. He was sent out to Cannon City, where for the first part of a sentence, he spent 23 hours a day in solitary confinement. Um, he did get his bachelor's degree in biblical studies while there. I do question, maybe somebody can answer this for me. What could one do as a job with that kind of degree? Mm. But, I mean, hey, I guess at least he did something while he was in there. But one person wrote a book about this case, and she had become really close with Jacob during the trial and afterwards. She even helped him get a civil case together to go after several people, including Teller County Human Services, the teachers and counselors at his school, and a few others, who she says they have proof that they knew more about the abuse than they admitted to. Which, if that is the case, that is really fucked up, and they not only deserve to be sued, they should also be charged criminally, as they are mandatory reporters. I am a mandatory reporter, and it was pounded into my head over and over again that if I fail to report something, I could be criminally charged. The woman who wrote the book, um, I cannot remember her name, but um, the book is called The Murder of Jacob. It's, um, and I actually am going to look into getting that book. I want to read it. Uh, but she put all the money um, that she got from this book towards a fund to help Jacob get a new lawyer for a new trial. Fast forward to 2012. Supreme Court says life without parole for juveniles is unconstitutional as it is cruel and unusual punishment. Well, now every inmate that was a juvenile at the time of their crime serving a life sentence is requesting a new trial or a new sentence hearing. Obviously, Jacob's no different. He was granted a new trial and in November 2017, but instead of going to trial, he agreed to plead guilty to second degree murder and would be given a sentence of 60 years with eligibility for parole after factoring time for good behavior and time served. Uh, he was released on parole September 24th of 2020. His wife, get, that's, get to that in a minute, and his father were there to greet him on the outside. So while he was incarcerated, he started corresponding with a woman in Northern Ireland. She had seen him in a documentary about his trial and soon love blossomed between the two how sweet she was there um for his parole hearings and when he got out and uh, when he got out they'd been married for three years he's now living in denver she had to go back to the uk um until they can get her marriage visa or however that works uh, and had a hell of a time getting a job due to his convictions which i can imagine also had a hell of a time finding an apartment due to his status as a felon but he's currently doing um, it. He's currently doing it, and almost three years later, is still doing everything he's supposed to do as far as his parole goes. Uh, I was unable to find where the parents are buried, but after what they did to those two boys, I'm sure they are burning in hell. At 15, Jacob did not understand the finality of what he was doing to his parents. 
He just wanted the abuse to end since no one else seemed to want to help him get out of that situation. He even said on multiple occasions um, he didn't he did not understand the uh, finality of it. I didn't understand what was going to happen. I just wanted them to go away and never come back. So that is the really fucked up case of Jacob Ind Eind, however you pronounce his last name. It's wild. Yeah, fucking kids. Don't kill your parents if they are abusing you. There are other ways to go about it. And don't pay somebody $2,000 to off your parents. Yeah. Especially if you don't even have don't the $2,000. Don't pay anybody any kind of money to off your parents. How about that? Yeah. You have any fucked up criminals for us? She says not today. She's not feeling good, though. We'll, we'll give her a a pass. It's a very short one today. Would you quit breathing into the microphone? What is your son going to be for Halloween? A wolf. And my granddaughter is going to be... Jesse. Jesse from Toy Story. Toy Story. Yes. What are you going to be? I'm going to be Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And what's your fiance, husband going to do? Yeah. Change that real quick. My bad. What's your husband going to be? Nothing. What the hell? He's like, Dad, he's a Scrooge. You're marrying your father. Is, even though this is his favorite holiday. You married your father. I know. I think that's hilarious. Except my husband says yes to cats. So. Oh, he's just going to be mad at me for a long, long time. He's going to hate me. And me. So, that's uh, okay. It'll be I can play with the kitten for a while, so. So, before, give you guys a little background of what's going on. Uh, somebody at Kylie's work got a kitten from uh, the Riverdale Animal Shelter. And unfortunately, it's not going the way they thought it was going to be. And they thought they were going to take the kitten back to the shelter. And Kylie's like, absolutely not. I want it. Um, so, she asked me. And I'm like, well, I don't have a problem with it. The problem is not me. The problem is her father. Who he hates cats anyway, and he already let her have one cat, which we were shocked about. And anytime we brought up any other animals, it's a hard, fast no. So I told her yes, and I said, I will handle your father. So I can't let it go back to the shelter. Like, you pick it up, and then a week later, it goes back. No. Yeah. So um, if you guys don't hear from me you know, for a while. No, I'm just She was murdered. <laughs> um, I am I'm buried in my backyard. It's cool. I'll be next to her. So. Yeah. It'll be a double plot in the backyard. Bring us flowers. It's fine. But yeah. So that's what's happening. We're going to have a kitten. How old is it? Uh, I don't know. It's um. It's a gray tabby. It's a gray tabby. Domestic short hair. Three pounds. That's Jesus. all I know. Very little baby. It's a boy. Very little baby. I'll we'll have to come up with a name. Already has a name. What's its name? Dexter. I don't like that name. I we are definitely changing the name. I don't know. It's my cat, so I get to pick it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can be to it. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's going to have to have a nickname, but it can't be Mew Mew, because Mew Mew is already Mew Mew. Yeah, our family, we have one name for our dogs, but they all have 50,000 nicknames. They rarely get actually called their actual name. Yeah, like my cat's name is Cosmo, but I call him Mew Mew. <laughs> yeah, and I call him Fat Fuck. So, I mean, <laughs> it's just how we go here in this house. <laughs> All right, that's all I have. Sorry, this is so short, guys. It's been a week. It's been a long, the last few weeks have been crazy. So I'll get a good one this coming up week. Um, long, maybe two hours. No. Okay, Kylie said no. But well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.